Welcome on back to the Catch My Drift podcast. This is your host, Matt Kelmus. And with me today, I got my buddy, Jason Riki. Jason's uh, been my fishing partner for, uh, geez, years now. Um, we've been a part of a few tournaments together, um, and he's also uh, just a diehard trout fishing nut. Um, there's not a trout in this area that Jason probably hasn't touched, so I'm pretty excited to have him on, and I'm sure every trout fisherman can learn something from this guy. Well, Jason, how you been? It's been a while since you've been out here, but uh, we've kind of stayed in touch since, and how you been? Yeah, I've been good, man. I think it's musky was the last time we uh, we got together. I think so. I think if my memory serves me correct, that's right. I don't remember how we did. I think, I can't remember if we caught one that time or not. I'm sure we probably saw some. I definitely saw some, but I I don't know if we boated any. That was of norm, late yep. season. Yep. But Yeah, I think October, November. Yep. But yeah, it's uh, it's always fun to get out musky fishing. If you can see one, it's a it's a it's a win. <laughs> yep, yep, any day for sure. Right. Yep. Well, anyway, um, part of the reason I wanted to have you on here, uh, Minnesota's trout season has just opened up, catch and release on the first of January. So I figured uh, the audience would might wanna might wanna you know freshen up a little bit, shake the rust off, and maybe learn something from you. So that's kind of the main reason why I wanted to have you on here, but also. Um, just to talk a little bit about what makes Jason Riki tick. <laughs> <laughs> yep, for sure. So um, we first met, I was trying to think of this, we first met probably eight years ago, nine years ago. Yeah, I think so. I was, uh, I think I was a sophomore, maybe freshman in college, mm-hmm. and uh, you'd been fishing there for a while, and we just linked up on, on the gram, I think. Yep, I think so. Yep. And now you, you were going to school as a Winona State student. Yep. What were yep. you doing at Winona State? I was studying composite materials engineering, and uh, yeah, a couple of years in, we started a fly fishing club too, but yep. I think I met you before that. Correct. Yeah. I remember the first stream uh, we went on. It's not too far from my place here, an unnamed location. Yep. We did pretty well, saw some big fish. Even back then, when we were kind of a little bit, kind of figuring it out a little bit, but. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, you were a Winona State student. Um what what do you do now for work? Right now, I, I moved back to Winona, or I moved back to Rochester uh, about a year ago, and I work in Winona um, at a place called BCS. It's automotive parts. I work as a um, testing tes- technician. Um, so not quite using my engineering degree yet, but I like what I'm doing. I like mm-hmm. being in Winona, and it's, yeah, I just love being in this area. Yeah, it's a pretty neat place. Um, one thing one thing that we Winona's got is this... Uh, I'm sure if you've driven through Winona on 61, you've probably noticed there's this rock up on top of uh, of a bluff. Yep. That kind of overlooks uh, the East Lake and kind of overlooks, there's a Walmart and Fleet Farm. But anyway, you can kind of see all of Winona from this rock, and it's called Sugarloaf. Yep. And now tell me about... You were I, a few few weeks ago, a few months back, I guess you were you were up climbing that thing. Yeah, we uh, we've been trying to get up there like once once every month in the year if we can. Okay. So we did our December climb. Uh, yeah, just under a month ago. Sweet. It's pretty chilly. I, I can imagine. <laughs> How do you keep your hands warm? Uh, we we didn't really. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of had the the worst end of it because I was I belayed the first two guys on the climb and then I climbed the third time and. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't enjoy it. Yeah, <laughs> but made it happen. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I, I imagine if you just get your, your hands in like a gripping form and they just freeze that way, it might be a little beneficial. <laughs> yeah. Well, and actually when, when it's cold out, the rocks grippier and you don't have any like hand moisture. So okay. like you stick really well, but you can't feel your fingers. So sure. yeah. <laughs> yeah. My fingers get cold so easy. So I, I struggle with that, Yep. which is why I sit on my couch instead of climb rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not bad in the summer, but yeah, winter and shoulder seasons can be pretty chilly. Now you went up to the North Shore too, not too long ago. Yeah, was that a couple? Well, that was last year or something. How was that? Was that pretty fun? It was a blast. Yeah, I, I hadn't really done a whole lot of climbing up there before, but I believe that was uh, September. And up there, you uh, you actually rappel down mm-hmm. and climb back up on a on a fixed rope. Um, so it's I, a little bit reverse order. Yeah, yeah, because you're over Lake Superior, which is awesome. I mean, you can look down and you know see the turquoise water and sure. all the rocks down there. And oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, those pictures you took, man, they were beautiful. Yep. I mean, September, so fall colors up there are just gorgeous anyway. But, man, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, it was great. I I think we were like a week before peak, but there was still, if you went inland a little bit, you saw quite Mm -hmm. a bit of color. Cool. So... And now, did you guys guys do any fishing while you were up there too? Not that time, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well. Not every trip's got to be a fly fishing trip, I guess. (laughs) Got to sacrifice every now and then. (laughs) Right, yeah. Well, sweet. Um, speaking of, I guess, your, your Instagram stories, um, a while ago I saw you posted a, a story. You had fished 110 trout streams in Minnesota. Yep, yep. That's insane. It's a lot. Yeah, it's actually 111 now. Okay. Just added another one last week. Nice. So Nice. Yeah. And uh, I, I guess most people wouldn't even know that there are even 110 different streams in this area. Yeah. Um, how far, I guess, have you gone in Minnesota to fish a stream, or, and I guess what are your some what are some of the cooler ones that you've seen? Um, I've I've kind of been up and down the driftless. I haven't spent as much time on the northern um, side of it in in Minnesota, but I mean, living in Rochester, you're never more than hour hour and a half away from any of them. Um, but yeah, some of my favorites. I kind of cut my teeth on the whitewater area mm-hmm. and then in college really spent most of my time on the the mississippi river tribs in the in the winona area but i think the south fork of the root area is probably yeah probably my favorite yeah there's a lot a lot of variety down there too there is yeah it's yep. pretty cool what uh, so how many more do you got to go i believe 43 and it kind of depends on how you count them and how the dnr classifies them but sure in that area around 154 total okay Wow, it's a lot. You've, yeah, that's a lot that you fish too. Yeah, yeah, but it, it's crazy. I mean, even I'm sitting here in, in Rolling Stone, and there's I think four of them that I haven't fished within like ten miles of here. Okay, the Rolling yeah, Stone Valley think. doesn't have a lot of access. That's public, correct. Yeah. So yeah, so a lot of the f- streams that you're fishing are they mostly public access, or do you do little door knocking too, or? For the most part, I think that's one thing I want to get into more is is knocking on doors and mm-hmm. getting some access to private land. But sure. I mean, DNR's done an incredible job of getting stream access with the easements mm-hmm. and state forest land and stuff. So yep, definitely. Yeah, yeah. There's pr- some pretty cool apps out there too. I don't know yep. w- what if you use any of those or. Yeah, I I use Onyx. Um, okay. I didn't get into that until I moved out west, but. It's it's incredible for mm-hmm. finding little spots, and I've I've done a little bit on trout routes too. I think if I was just fishing, that would probably be the best one. But okay, and then once you get invested in something like Onyx, and you got like a million waypoints, it's hard to hard, hard, to, hard to steer away from it. Yeah, but. yeah. I know. Um, a while ago, I was using one called Trout Spotter. 
Yeah. Do you remember that one? I do. I don't know if that guy keeps up with it too much. I think his name was Stuart. I don't know if he keeps up with it too much anymore, but it was a pretty user-friendly app, and it kind of showed you exactly what e- where easements were. And Yeah. Yeah, a little bit more user-friendly than, like, using the DNR, like, booklets. Right. Yep. Yeah. Sometimes it's nice to have those paper copies, though, too. Oh, yeah. I, I always keep them in my truck. I do, too. Yep. Yeah. Just for a backup. Yeah. So, um... So you got 43 left, you said? Yes, sir. Gotcha. Yep. And are they all pretty small, or why haven't you fished those ones yet? For the most part, small, maybe a little harder to access. Um, I mean, there's even like some more popular ones like Hay Creek. I've never fished Hay Creek, and that's probably one of the most popular ones for okay. like cities folk, but yep. it's a little ways from me. So. Yep, yep. Variety of reasons. Sure. Cool. Um, what? Uh, so it's no doubt that you get around <laughs> and trout fish. I... Uh, between you and our friend, our mutual friend, Norm, I don't know if there, I don't know of any other people that get out fishing as much as you guys do. Yeah. I mean, there's people that, you know, we follow on Instagram and stuff like that, that, you know, you see their fishing every day, but I don't know those people. Yeah. But I think between you and Norm, I guess, I don't know. It'd be interesting to see like how many times, <laughs> you know, like if you were just to mark on a calendar or something. Yeah. I remember yeah. I, it must've been three years back. I was trying to hit a hundred days, hundred days in a year, hundred days in a year of fish, you know, fly fishing. Yep. And it's tough. Um, I, I did not reach my goal. I think I was shy by like six days. I think I hit 94 days, which is still a lot for somebody who's got a family and a wife and, you know, full-time job at the, you know, I had a full-time job and still do have a full-time job, but, um, I guess working as a nurse, you get a little more days off than, you know, the regular nine to fiver, but, um, yeah, it was tough. Yeah. Have you ever counted your days in a year? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm a numbers guy you know, I went to school for engineering. (laughs) So yeah, I've been, I've been keeping track since like 2014 back when I was even for fly fishing, like with a spin rod. But this, this year, 2021, um, the past year was actually like the lowest amount of trips I've done in probably five years just sure new job new location and stuff but that was still i think i got 77 last year which is still a lot it's yeah it's not bad i think 2018 was my most i had 202 trout fishing days wow so wow and i remember maybe it was 2018 the year i was trying to hit was it I i think it was trying to hit 100 yeah we had a few days together then yeah you bet and i remember even you got a little uh notes on your phone kind of how many you caught if you could remember or like what stood out about that certain trip or and where you fish too so that's pretty cool definitely organized more than most fishermen yeah (laughs) and i i don't know i've I've been doing it quite a while now and like the numbers don't mean as much to me anymore um so i'm thinking this might be my last year of like keeping track like how many fish i catch because sure i mean there's places you can go and catch a ton or places you can go and try to catch a big one but i don't think it really makes that big of a difference yeah yeah so yeah, it's just fun to get out there. Exactly. Yeah. We, we, uh, I remember early on when we started fishing together, um, we kind of had a conversation. There's kind of four stages to fishing. Yep. You're excited to get out. You're excited. Stage two, you're excited to catch a lot of fish. Stage three, you want to catch a big fish. And stage four, you're just kind of excited to get out. Yeah. Um, and do it like your own way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, you and I have caught big fish together. In fact, I had a replica made of one behind my wall that's the yep. one that uh we caught on the driftless one fly that one year that was awesome 
and also a super unnamed. fun fish to be with <laughs> yeah oh yeah and at the time that was my personal biggest um and i was we were i remember after releasing that fish i still i look at that video yep that you took of me releasing that thing probably once a month yeah i remember you know as soon as you were done recording that i remember just giving you the biggest bear hug i mean it, it's <laughs> like that feeling of you know accomplishing that goal is it's crazy oh yeah just, or especially like you know you put in that much time and that much work and for especially a small stream like that like we were way up in that valley we were that was a really big fish 20 21 right it was 21 inches yeah. yeah yeah um yeah and that was i had fished for trout a long time and not caught one that big and a lot of people do fish for trout a long time and they never a see lifetime yeah never yeah. see a 20 inch brown it's easier to do out west and we'll kind of we'll get to that but yeah um it's easier to do out west but here in the driftless area they they just don't get that big um, yeah but oh well it's still it's still such a neat area oh, I, I don't know yeah. i i don't know if i'll ever see, find myself leaving it'd have to be something pretty pretty drastic or Maybe some hospital will give me a good <laughs> offer, I guess. Yep. Travel nurse out west. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That'd, that'd be a good gig. So um, you mentioned a little bit before you lived out west for a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, after I graduated college, um, never even looked for an engineering job. I, I had uh, I had lined up a, a fly fishing gig um, the summer before my senior year. And then, uh, yeah, I went out there and I spent three summers working in Essence Park um, for a little fly shop up there called Sasquatch Fly Fishing. And then uh, spent one winter in Denver and then one winter at Winter Park as a ski instructor. Okay, sweet. So. And were you only were you only skiing or were you snowboarding too? Because I know you snowboard primarily, yeah. right? Well, I went out there as a snowboarder and wanted to instruct snowboarding, but they have everyone start as skiing and then sure. I just stuck with it. So. Gotcha. Do you yeah. still do both now? Still do both. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, so Estes Park, that's a, is that a, that's a state park? Or is it a national park? Uh, it's it's on the edge of Rocky Mountain National Park. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So and there's some rivers there. Yeah. Yep. The main river is the Big Thompson River, and it's not big by any means as far as Western rivers go. But that's that's the biggest one going through town. And then you get into the park, and you got it's mostly like Alpine Lakes is kind of one of the biggest draws, and then like smaller creeks and okay. a couple smaller rivers. But did you ever do any float trips, or was it all primarily wading? It was all wade trips. Okay. Yeah, there's gotcha. nothing even big enough around there to float. Okay, gotcha. And you, browns, rainbows, what else was out there? Yeah, um, browns, rainbows. The the big one in the park was the greenback cutthroat. Okay. Um, which is a beautiful species, and that's like one of the only areas that you can really find them left. Okay. So tell us tell us about the the greenback. Yeah, so they're they're native to the Front Range of Colorado. I don't know exactly how far up and down, like north and south, they go, but. Um, they were thought to be extinct, uh, I'm pretty sure, in the area. And then they found a population um, kind of outside of, like, the Arkansas River and like, okay. middle part of the state. But then they started planting them in lakes. And um, and there's there's a little controversy with it, too, because the, the ones that they have in the national park are actually, like, like 97%. Like, there's something else in them, too, so they're okay. not 100%. But they're starting to restock, like, 100% strain in some of the areas and, you know, three percent is not, <laughs> not too big much. of a deal they're no. they're incredible like the the reds on their bellies and like their spots are amazing it's mm -hmm. it's really a treat to go up there and catch them do they look like that all year round i think so okay. yeah definitely i would say more 
you know, kind of shoulder seasons, kind of like we see here with like the brown trout. But yeah, I mean, you can catch them midsummer and they're all colored up too. Sweet. So I don't really know. <laughs> yeah. So you went to some lakes too, way yeah. back. Yep. Saw some pretty cool stuff. I remember you show, sending me some pictures of some moose and stuff you saw while while hiking back there. And yeah, ugh. yeah, there was there was a couple lakes that almost every time we'd we'd go up there, or guide up there, there'd be a moose. And one summer there was a moose, like a mother moose and a baby, and that was really cool. And wow, of course guests love that. So right, yeah, kind of that would kind of make me a little nervous. I don't yeah. know. Were you nervous at all? Or I never had any bad encounters with them. We gave mm-hmm. them their space and right respected them. I. Some of the other guides had a, a smaller bull moose, like, charge some people that were on shore. Oh, wasn't boy. anyone from our trip, but there's, you know, possibility Pretty for animal experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, you ever see running any bears? Yeah. Yeah, I saw, saw a couple. Most of them were in town or in our garage. <laughs> but uh, actually at that same lake, um, I had a I had a buddy from uh, Duluth come up, and him and his buddies were looking for a spot to fish, and I told him to check that out, and... I was guiding a trip and they're on the other side of the lake and they had like their backpacks with some food sitting out Uh-oh. and we could watch this bear coming down the hill and they tried to like go back to their pack to like, you know, get their stuff or put it away. Uh-huh. And the bear started charging at them and, uh, eventually they, you know, decided that's not a good idea. So they ran <laughs> out back into the lake and I'm sitting there with, you know, like, I think we had like five, 10 people like fishing with us and we're all sitting here watching that and. I took a video of like this bear like pacing back and forth and three guys like standing on a rock and oh my gosh yeah ended up going away and it wasn't you know nothing happened of it but that was pretty crazy encounter yeah. oh i bet i bet those i bet those clients you had were they got they got their money's they worth got their, yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah that's crazy so did you <clears throat> did you kind of start hiking while you were out there or what i remember kind of uh that's kind of where you started out how, out hiking because when you went out there you didn't have much experience or I mean I'm sorry climbing climbing yeah 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 and it really took me to my third summer to really get into climbing um, which might regret maybe a little bit but I also just wanted to fish every day right <laughs> the first couple summers um, but yeah the third summer a couple of my buddies got more into it and I started coming along and it was cool to kind of mix things up and like see different areas that I hadn't been to and yep you know, kind of push my limits a little bit and get out of my comfort zone. Yeah, for so, sure. That's a good way to do it. It is. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've never been much of a climber. I'm a little bit afraid of heights. The ho- the highest or tallest I ever really get in a, is up in a tree. Yep. About, you know, 25 feet is probably my max. But uh, when, when those get shaken, that's not always so much fun. Right. Yeah. Big breeze comes through and you're swaying back and forth in your tree stand. Yep. But yeah, that's cool. Um you have some pretty good climbs out there. Yeah. Yeah. Estes Park has a lot of, uh, a lot of smaller routes that are easy to access, which is, which is awesome. Um, and then at the end of that summer, I went to, uh, um, the Black Hills, South Dakota and did some climbing there and did probably my favorite climb. We, uh, climbed uh, Spire four of the, the needles, um, along the highway there. And it's just, it's awesome. You do like, uh, that was a three pitch climb. So, you climb to like the top of the rope and then you like set up like a belay area and then you climb up another like full rope rope length and okay eventually you're standing on top of this spire out in the middle of the black hills and like you can look over and like see the planes and wow there's like a helicopter flying below us and stuff and geez it was yeah it's pretty cool seems pretty extreme yeah <laughs> gotta kind of know what you're doing yeah yeah mm-hmm. 
That's cool. I wasn't leading that one, but yeah, I was along for the ride. Right. So now you got your all, all your own stuff and can do it whenever you want. And yep. yep. Got any, uh, got any pl- climbs or whatever you want to do in the future? You know, not really. I, climbing's, I love doing it like when it's convenient and if someone asks me, but I don't, I don't know. I don't really like aspire to do a lot sure, of it. Nothing really on your bucket list. Like you want to go free solo whatever <laughs> now i i think the i guess the biggest one i should have thought of that um doing the ice climbing here in winona oh yeah um yeah, yeah they they got it all flooded now and i've seen a couple people climbing it and i think me and a couple guys are gonna try to do that so in february do you need special gear for that you do like crampons or something or yep yeah but I, I don't know all of it but yeah i think they rent it out through oh, nice. college too nice. so that'd be fun to try fun to see yeah definitely yeah cool sweet um so anyway, we uh, we fished together in Wisconsin, fished together in Minnesota, yep, and Iowa. You fished in Colorado. What other places have you fished? Uh man, as far as I, I wrote down, <laughs> South Dakota, um, Pennsylvania. Those are the the other ones kind of in this area, and then out west, I've fished most of the states out there. So Colorado, Wyoming, uh, Montana, Idaho, um, New Mexico, and Utah. Cool. So. Do you got any favorite states out west that stand out more than any others? Or I'm sure Colorado's probably got a special place in your heart, but Yep. Um I think I think Wyoming might might even be my favorite over Colorado. Just uh the variety of fishing there, the um sheer lack of people. Sure. Which is again why I kinda like fish around here, but um yeah there's some awesome fishing there and then probably Idaho would be a close second because there's so much there to explore and sure yeah yeah there's a lot of public land in i in idaho too which is pretty cool yeah i don't know if it you know if it has anything to do with the rivers or anything out there you know i'm sure rivers do run through some of the public land but yeah a lot of opportunity and access like you were talking about earlier so yeah that's cool you got any um got any other places on your list (laughs) yeah i've been i've been trying to go to british columbia the last couple summers wow it it hasn't worked out with covid and um yeah, I, I don't know when that would happen, but it's definitely high on my bucket list. We've I've done a couple like Northwest Montana trips the last like three years, and just want to keep pushing north a little bit and sure. seeing some more beautiful country. Sure. Now, what you would know. you what would you fish for up there? there? I'm sure you know. I know that there's trout up there, but yep. anything else? Uh, outside of trout, um, grayling or not as much. No, I mean. Yeah. Trout would be kind of the target species there. Sure, sure. <laughs> Maybe pike. I don't. Yeah. I don't really know. I haven't looked into anything else. Yeah, and I know they got some pike up in Canada, and you know grayling too. But yep, I know you were fishing for some bull trout too. Yeah, and that's that's what I'd really like to go up there for. Okay, the bull trout and the West Slope cutthroat are really cool species to fish at the same time. Sure. And, yeah. And bull trout, they kind of live in some pretty crazy places. They do. I've never yep. fished for them myself, but I've talked to, with you about fishing for them and seen some pictures and videos you showed me. Yeah, it's 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 awesome. I mean, the glacial rivers. I mean, you think Glacier National Park, and it's that's what all the rivers look like. Although Idaho has a lot of bull trout too, and those rivers are definitely a little bit different. Like they're not as that kind of like glacial blue. Like, yep, it's different in that area, but like. Yeah, the stuff around British Columbia and like Northwest Montana, they're amazing spots. Yep. And now those, are they usually in pretty fast moving water? That's clear from what yeah. I remember. 
yeah like like crazy fast water like a lot of times they'll be in like you know the white water and you're swinging like big streamers through it and wow kind of half the time you don't even know if there's something there or not but yeah i mean they'll pull up too but sure is that your favorite way to fish for them is with streamers or is that i don't know like i said i don't know anything about <laughs> fishing for bull trout yep. i mean is that kind of the only way to fish for them i'm sure you you can throw pretty much anything but yeah i i know like when the water goes down like they'll be in more pools and stuff and guys will get them on you know nymphs um sure. and that's probably from what i've heard like it's even more effective at that time but when they're like moving up river they're in fast water streamers is really yeah you know big white seven inch streamer if you got it sure but it's kind of tough like is the water's moving so fast in a lot of these spots that you almost can't get the flies down to them a lot of times mm-hmm. so like a sinking line is almost like a disadvantage okay um so like having like a really long leader can help at times gotcha to just cut through the the flow and the sure. current really yeah, that heavy makes fly. Sense. so we're talking about streamers a little bit um that's kind of one of the things that you know whatever eight nine years ago that we we both had in common is we were streamer fishermen and i think yep. i still consider myself primarily a streamer fisherman and i would would you say the same about yourself you still I would say so. Primarily use streamers. Yeah. Why? What do you think it is that trout love about streamers so much? I think a lot of it's like reaction bite, or they're just curious. Because you can, I mean, I think the way we seem to kind of fish them the most is just like you know, almost like running up the river and yep. throwing them and moving. Um, and I think that's a lot of reaction bites. But I think you know, if you're fishing them slower, it's you know maybe more like just a big meal floating down to them. Sure but they definitely react to it. Yeah, they get a lot of protein with that meal. Yep, yep worth their effort. Right. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, do you have any uh, favorite ways to fish streamers? So if you, for anybody listening that doesn't usually fish with streamers who likes to fish for trout, say they go to the go to Shields or, you know, go buy a streamer from anywhere. Yep. What, uh, how would they, they get it from the store? What do you do next with it? You tie it on on some pretty uh, little heavier tippet. You don't want to. You don't want to be snapping off. Um, and then yeah, jump in the river. And you know the way we kind of cut our teeth doing it, and the way I probably still like it the most is is just covering a ton of water. Um, we normally fish them fishing upstream. Um, lot, you'll hear a lot of people talk about fishing them downstream, and that that works. That works great sometimes. But I, I think especially around the driftless, like fishing upstream and mm-hmm. kind of casting, quartering, um, and then bringing it back to you and just covering a ton of water. Like, you you know, you might come up to a great spot, you know, a really big pool, but after, you know, five, ten casts, you're probably better off moving up instead of staying there for, you know, half hour like you would if you're fishing like a nymph or a dry fly. So yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Covering a lot of water is sure. a really good way to do it. And you said casting it kind of quartering up upstream and kind of stripping it back pretty quick yeah yeah and i mean if it's a deeper spot definitely like slowing it down to let it you know sink down more towards the bottom mm-hmm. um but yeah again i think a lot of its reaction strike and you know getting it in their vicinity and you know i mean honestly watching them jump out behind a rock and smack a streamer is like the most fun thing ever to watch right so. agreed yeah i agree it's kind of like it's kind of like that same feeling you get when you're when you're dry fly fishing. You know, it's fun to see them eat that fly. Yep. And uh, with streamer fishing too, you can see that a lot too. They're you know they chase it or like you said, hop out behind a rock and sometimes they get a little territorial with it too. Oh yeah. If it's a big enough streamer, some 
some of these streamers that we fish are four or five inches long. So yeah, it's a decent sized trout for a trout to eat. Yeah. Oh, and I mean, you'll catch like a, you know, like a seven, six, seven inch trout on like a five inch streamer. It's like, oh my God, what is that guy doing? Right. And they got a little attitude against that streamer or something. I don't know. Yeah. So what's, what are three of your favorite streamer patterns? I would say my overall favorite by far is, is called the Fricks Fix. I'm, I'm thinking Norm already talked about that on here, but it, it's awesome. It's, you know variation of a woolly bugger um on a on a jig head with some some kind of heavy weight in front of it and it's leggy it's got flash it's got a movement it yeah just puts the pound on them <laughs> yeah the cool part about that fly is too uh we used to fish with the guy that's that kind of i guess invented that fly yep. ryan frick yeah the frick's fix um so we kind of got to you know figure out how to fish it or you know how to fish it the best and why he started tying it and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff so yeah because i think he i think he originally tied it for like smallmouth to like imitate a frog that's what i remember too yeah, yeah. but Which, it crushes trout <laughs> yeah it does and i've caught i've caught uh smallmouth on it too yep um both in like the original like olive and brown color yeah um i don't know if they think it's a frog or a crawfish or i've tied it in white too the mississippi river white works great for walleyes yeah 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 so yeah it's a very versatile fly yeah and you can fit you i mean trout smallies walleyes panfish you know if you tie it super small you can catch panfish with it yeah um, mi- micro fr- micro fix is a great fly yep like Spooky a size trout or, like yeah, a size panfish. eight or something yep. yep little tiny little dumbbell eyes on that thing and even with small trout too, like if you just want to go out and catch a lot of trout or maybe mm-hmm. some like 12 inch trout to keep, if you're into that, that micro fix will mop them up. It will. Yeah. 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 All right. That's but, fly one. Yeah. Um, probably my second favorite fly um, would be the Kelly Gallup Sex Dungeon. Um, I tie mine maybe a little bit more like a kind of circus peanut. So it's got um, like the chenille spun head instead of like the the deer hair sure and I, maybe that's just being lazy but <laughs> i think the extra flash doesn't hurt either yeah but that on like a like a couple size two gamakatsu b10s hooks yep works pretty well and yeah um lead eyes and my favorite colors are chartreuse and bat black which kind of makes for an interesting combo and then i use white legs um so it's really ugly looking fly and maybe it is more like you know you piss those fish off and they bite it but right it's caught some really nice fish yeah a lot of times fly tires and i know myself too i'll put a little something here a little something there in that fly yep. and it doesn't matter with the fish not at all <laughs> so like that like you just said it's an ugly looking fly but the fish like it yeah so and i'm confident in it which right. is probably even bigger yeah definitely something to be said about your confidence fly yeah yeah so, and I, and what about the sex dungeon? I mean, what do you like so much about that? Is it the articulation in that thing or? Yeah. Well, I think it was, you know, we kind of started with like the, the fricks fix and like some smaller streamers and that was kind of like an obvious, like next step was jumping into something like articulated and, mm-hmm. you know, the crazes, like all oh, the Kelly Gallup flies and, yep. you know, that's probably like his most popular one. Um, yep. and then, you know, you can do variations of it, but it's just a big profile. I think it's supposed to 
supposed to mimic a uh, a sculpin. A sculpin originally what he intended. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, so it's yeah, it's got a lot of bulk in the front and. Yep. It yeah, it works really well. Yeah, I would agree. I've caught some pretty nice fish on that on that as well. Natural colors, olive. I think is always a great colored. Yeah. Any time, any anywhere around here is you know olive and kind of that rust brown color yep. too. Black. Yep. I've tried. I tied some in like that. Uh, like that rust brown and yellow kind of make it look like a baby trout. Mm -hmm. So yeah, you can tie that in all different colors and it works. Yeah. And smallmouth too. Again, I've caught it. I've caught a pile of smallmouth on the sex dungeon too. Yeah. They like it. White again. White. Yeah. That's a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which, so my, my third one then is actually a white fly called the Goldie. Okay. Um, which I didn't, I didn't start fishing that until my second year out in Colorado, but um, it's basically like, you know, an articulated woolly bugger with a cone head and okay. some um, um, uh, yellow flash, gold flash. So, yeah, it, it just imitates a bait fish, and it's a lot of fun to fish because it's white. And yeah. it works really well, it seems like, in those kind of maybe more like marginal rivers where, you know, you get a lot of bait fish and stuff. But that's a really fun sweet fly to fish. And that one's articulated too? It is. Yep. Sweet. Pretty easy to tie. Yep, very easy to tie. Cool. Yeah. Nice. That's the one thing, too, I like about the Fricks Fix is you can tie a pile of them in a night. I mean, yep. you sit down, flick on the office. You know, me, my, I, I like to have a beer or two and tie some flies and makes the night go by, especially in the winter. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it's easy easy fly to tie, and you can fill up your box pretty easily. Yeah, yeah, because you're going to lose them. I mean, they're, yeah. they're heavy, and you want to be losing them because you're getting in the fly, you know, in the right spot, but yep yeah sweet so i guess my next question is kind of a little bit off the wall but what about it is trout that you love so much (laughs) um i think like the obvious like standard answer is like all the places it takes you to and sure i think a lot of it is that um also just the variation like fish to fish i mean every trout you know has crazy different colorations which i don't think you see as much in like other species i mean Uh although now i'm getting more into musky fishing and there's some really beautiful musky but I, yeah, I think trout kind of takes a win as far as like just crazy colors and, you know, you'll catch fish in one stream around here and then you go fish in another stream and there's like obvious differences and there's, you know, maybe like some similarities in the fish at the one spot and yeah, it's, it's, yeah, they're just beautiful fish. Sure. And they're accessible. Yep. That's true. You ever caught the same fish twice? Yeah. Yep. Done it, done it a couple times. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Big one, small one. How did how did you know? Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd say the most notable one was catching. I've caught the same tiger. I've caught two tiger trout that I've caught twice. Okay. Um, so those are pretty obvious because in this area, tiger trout are pretty rare. Um, but like you know, same pool or same stretch of the stream, like a couple months apart. So somebody listening that doesn't know what a tiger trout is, what is a tiger trout? So a tiger trout is a mix between a brown trout and a brook trout. Okay. And I don't I don't know if it's like the is it the male I brook trout? I can't remember. Yeah. I think Norm mentioned it too, but <laughs> Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah. But they uh they stock them out west in a lot of places. Um but in this area in, in the Driftless area of Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, they're they're a natural fish. So, you know, wild uh wild brook trout and wild brown trout mm-hmm. um make the wild tiger. And they're they're rare but they're around. Yep. definitely i've only know. caught two yeah they're and they're you know like i said i've been fishing around here for coming up you know this will be my 
twelfth year. Yeah. So they're very rare. Yeah. yeah. And how many have you caught yourself? Can you recall? I I should have looked before I came out, but I think I think it's six. Okay. Yeah. Which is impressive. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy. It, if you can, if you can catch a tiger trout out here, it's a yeah. Cool. You definitely want to write that one down and remember it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's cool. crazy. You can't really go out and look for them. I mean, obviously, like spots where there's both species, but I've the one stream that I've caught two in. Um, I've never caught a brook trout in, so like I don't know where wow. they're coming from. <laughs> crazy. Yeah. And it, well, that's weird too because they're a sterile fish. Yeah. The tiger trout is a sterile fish, so they're not reproducing. Which is, yeah, that's weird. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think if I've ever the two streams that I've caught them. I caught them in both a different stream. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever caught a, a brook trout in either stream either. Really? Mm-hmm. Very interesting. Yeah, the white water. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's where they all are. Yeah, that's where they all are. Right in the park. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, talking about different rare fish, you've been a part of your, your yourself, you've been a part of some a couple pretty rare fish that I can think about myself. One being you were fishing with your buddy Dylan. I've met him a couple times, and he's a yeah. pretty cool dude. Um, talk a little bit about that fish. <laughs> this was in this was in the Driftless area. Which this is, is in the Driftless, which makes this fish so special. Yeah, again, uh, you know, most of the streams around here you can hop across, but we, uh, I, it was after my first summer in, in Nessus Park, and we, I came back and I hit up my buddy Dylan to, you know, see if he wanted to try mousing. He'd never been mousing before, so. We so went out. It, sorry to interrupt you. What is mousing? Yeah, so mousing is uh, is you can do it during the daytime, but most guys go at night. So it's basically flowing or throwing a, a fly that looks like a mouse, and it actually like floats on the surface of the water, and you skate it across and kind of twitch your rod tip to kind of make it look like it's got some motion to it. Um, Just a little guy swimming across the stream. Exactly. Yep. 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 And we I started with like you know throwing like smaller mice but eventually now i got like an articulated pattern that i like to throw so it it's pretty good size but yeah anyways with with dylan um yeah we went out and i was you know i I was explaining to him like you know even like what it's like casting in the dark because it's like a whole different deal you gotta be (laughs) really aware of what's around you and so we got to you know we walked down and i was like all right this is a really good like hole here like it's got some depth like it's a little bit shallow over there. Maybe they'll be kind of pushed up in the slower water at night. And he took his first cast out there. And like, all right, so now you're just going to kind of twitch it back. And then we just heard a whoop. <laughs> and uh, he set, um, I don't you know, I don't know if he strips that or trout set, but um, set into this fish and it started head shaking. And he's like, dude, I think it's a nice one. I was like, eh, you know, do I turn my headlamp on? Like, do I want to ruin the spot yet? And, you know, after a little bit, it was pretty evident that, it was a really nice one, so I flipped it on, and I started freaking out. It's like, <laughs> I've never seen a fish this size, like, on, I've never seen one in person, never had one online, so, yeah, we, uh, it wasn't a crazy battle, like, um, time-wise, but it was, it was dogging him pretty good, and we ended up getting in the net, and it was a 27-inch brown on his first cast with a mouse. Oh, wow. Yeah, which, that that's was. In, that's incredible. It was, it was amazing. Yeah. 20, and, uh, 27 inch brown trout anywhere is big. Yeah, I mean a, a tailwater fish, twenty seven inches, crazy. But this again in a stream that in some spots you can you can hop across. Right. But that was that was incredible. That was probably the cleanest like big fish I've seen too. A lot of them, you know, they get older and they kind of get you know skinny or beat up. But yep. this thing, I mean, every fin was just like beautiful on it. Like yeah. I remember the 
I think you sent me a picture of it like the morning after and just the size of that thing's adipose fin. It was yes. as big as Dylan's thumb. It, it was bigger. Yeah. It was huge. I mean, that thing, that's a fish of a lifetime and I'm glad he caught yeah. it. I'm glad somebody that I know caught it. Yeah. Oh, gorgeous fish. The head on that thing was as big as your fist. I oh, mean, yeah. Even bigger. I mean, it was... The kipe was crazy. So, a kipe's like the little like hook jaw that comes up like in yep. the front of a, a male brown trout's mouth. And this one, it like had like a ball at the end of it. Like, it was so big and old. Like... Crazy. It was nuts. Just, yeah, freaky looking. Wow. Yeah. You think that fish is still there? Have you been back for him or have you thought I'm, about I've going been back? back. Have yeah. you? Yeah. That was that was 2018. So if that thing's still around, he's, you know, I guess at that age, or at that size, they probably don't grow that much. But he might still be around. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of not a nice water in that area. Yeah. So. Yeah. I wonder. I wonder how big a fish that size is, or how uh, how old. Of, I'm how sorry. Old? I know how big he is, but yeah. how old a fish that size is? I don't know. I, I yeah. I wish I knew like the size, the age. Mm-hmm. Should I ask Jen Biederman. Yeah, <laughs> I have to, I'll have to send her a text after this, but yeah. maybe she might know. But yeah, man, that was that was something. Mm-hmm. It's just to be a part of that. I mean, oh, I yeah. can imagine the feeling of getting that fish in the net. I mean, just seeing it in the, under the light of your headlamp. Uh-huh. But then just finally getting that fish in the net. I'm sure that fight for him probably felt like half an hour. Oh, I bet it did. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm sitting there with the net like, I don't want to mess this up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, you got one shot. Yeah. Like, don't mess it up. Well, and then, you know, of course, the other fun thing of night fishing, like random stuff happens. So while we, like, I got my camera out and he was standing in the water with it, a beaver swam between both of our legs <laughs> and we were like freaking out, you know, beaver, muskrat, but like something furry. Right. <laughs> and yeah, you just never uh, know what's going to happen. Yeah. A little unnerving, I guess. Yeah. So now another fish, this fish that I want to talk about next, this is even bigger than that. And you caught that fish out West too. Yep. Yep. So tell us about that. Were you on your way back from Colorado for the summer after working? Uh, it was actually, uh, I was coming back from Winter Park after uh, being a ski instructor. Okay. So, yeah, early early spring, coming back uh, through uh, through Wyoming, and I decided to, you know, I, I kind of always, like, make a little trip out of it when I would drive back and forth, but stayed in Wyoming for a night, and, uh, yeah, I was fishing a river there and ran into a pretty nice one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what about, I mean, was it just a river that you were crossing or had you planned on fishing this to take, maybe take a little bit of a different route back or? Yeah, I, 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 I'd fished different sections of this river before, but I hadn't fished this specific section. I was kind of worried with it being iced over and stuff. And people had told me it was iced over, but when I got there, it wasn't, and there was nobody around. So, um, yeah, I started fishing there and it's, it's a pretty good sized system, um, and I knew there's supposed to be some pretty nice fish in there, but mm-hmm. I, I had, uh, yeah, started fishing and got into a couple nice fish, like, like an 18 inch, uh, rainbow, which was pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but then I had a, a lull for like, like three hours and I was like fishing downstream, just kind of exploring, hadn't again, ever been there before. And then I came to this, uh, like the tail end of this rapid that dumped into like a long, you know, maybe three, four foot deep, like flat and, uh. Yeah, I was casting at the top end of it and um, set into this fish, and I it just sat in one spot and started, you know, head shaking back and forth, and I my jaw dropped because it was it was the biggest fish I'd ever seen. Again, you know, one up Dylan's fish, but yeah, um, yeah it, it didn't really 
run or do anything too crazy. It was just kind of like head shaking right there and it moving a little bit, but I jumped in the water and went running towards it. And, um, I tried to, tried to net it and it like <laughs> didn't fit in my net sideways because <laughs> I was an idiot and didn't try to like get it in there by the head, but ended up getting in the net. And, uh, yeah, that was, that was a 30 inch Brown. So that was, yeah, that was by far the fish that I would like be searching for, for my whole lifetime. Yeah, and, you bet. And it was a gorgeous fish too. Yes orangey brown that color oh man i yep. remember sent when he sent me a picture of that thing too holy smoke <laughs> yeah it was crazy yeah. oh man yeah like you said a fish of a lifetime i hope someday i get to run into a fish like that or a trout like that Yep. but i i probably never will yeah <laughs> hopefully i do but and i don't think i ever will again either yeah i don't know man you know the spot i mean you know the spot and then an 18 inch uh rainbow is pretty big too yeah there's gotta be gotta be some big fish in that in that i river. would think so but it's crazy because i i've fished there other seasons like i fished there in the summer and i didn't do great at all i didn't sure. see many fish like i think it you know they kind of transition through there and you know i guess in the winter using a big kind of slower flat maybe sure so but you think timing had something to do with it too i think time was kind of everything okay yeah and what uh what fly were you throwing that was on a goldie okay yeah so i was throwing a seven way with a sink tip line and actually had like even a split shot in front of it just okay, to just get, help it down get it down and yeah so that sweet was well no one that's one of your favorite flies <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> crazy yeah. man well that's awesome yeah it, uh i'm surprised you didn't say that uh that mouse pattern was one was one year not one of your favorites <laughs> i remember you showing me not too long after you guys caught that fish what that pattern uh looked like tell yeah. us a little bit about that because it's pretty unique yeah yeah so that that pattern is called the i might pronounce it wrong but ikibod arty mouse okay um but it's tied by uh this guy out in utah i think his name's chris um but it's uh, it's so um it has like a a separate part to it that floats up and down on the line it's actually a, a piece of a flip-flop that you cut out and that's like the buoyancy of it so you cut out this uh, piece of flip-flop um in the shape of a wedge and you actually put like a like the inside of a pen so you uh -huh. can you know like the ink part of like a pen. the ink part sure. yeah and then you uh then the the back end of the fly it's like a long um rabbit strip tail and then uh you wrap it in uh yeah, again, a, ra a rabbit strip and add a little bit of flash in a couple spots, and then you put on rubber legs. Um, and the whole thing is probably like, I mean, you can tie a different lengths, but I like it like five, six inches long. Okay. Um, but yeah, it floats like it's never going to sink because you actually, you have a literal piece of rubber, like um, flip-flop up front. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's wacky. Yeah, the crazy part about, like you said, is you put your line through that ink part of the pen. Yep. And then you tie your line, obviously, onto the hook. Mm -hmm. so that uh that foam part of the flip-flop it kind of free slides on your line yep but then when you cast it out and start serving it back then it meets up back meets with up. the hook yeah I, I think the guy's intent with that was so that when you do hook a fish like that thing goes out of the way okay um because he had another pattern where he tied the the flip-flop onto like the front hook and you know probably didn't cause too many issues with like hook sets but enough to the point where it's like oh, i'm gonna you know remove it from the hook itself and just sure. make it free floating and yeah it's pretty smart yeah i guess it would stay out of the way yeah sometimes maybe that foam would yeah 
get in the way of that hook set or something mm-hmm. crazy wow smart smart pattern yeah it's ton of ton of fun the fish and yeah have you caught any anything crazy on it since uh i i got a 24 in colorado on it and we got a lot of like you know upper teens and i've got a couple around 22 but jeez nothing like crazy crazy again yep man one of one of i'm like i said my goals way back when i started uh started fishing for trout was to catch one over 20 inches and you it's obvious that you've done that a number of times i've only done it i think maybe two maybe three i can't remember probably two have you have you surpassed that one okay yep i caught one um that was 21 and a half inches very yep. short after i caught that one so okay um but yeah it, yeah it's 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 tough to do it is what uh if you are a trout fisherman in this area to catch one over 20 inches what would you what are some tips or tactics you would recommend for a fisherman or fisherwoman to catch a fish over 20 inches yeah i i, I think i mean i haven't i haven't fished much without a streamer but i think a streamer is probably a key to catching some bigger fish so if you're looking for a bigger fish i think that's a good place to start and then secondly i don't i don't think you can beat time on the water and uh i I try not to like really like hit the same spots a lot obviously you know you'll be fishing and find like a really nice pool um and sometimes you even like find a particular fish that's like that is that is a big fish that's a fish over 20 inches like i'm gonna come back and you know fish for that specific fish um but yeah, time on the water, like exploring a lot of different water. Um, I don't, I don't really know if there is a rule of thumb around here as far as like lower end of streams are going to be bigger fish or upper end. Cause I've caught big fish in both. And I think a lot of people kind of write off even like the headwaters of some of these creeks and sure. yeah, there's some big fish like way up in these valleys. Um, probably more lower down, but yeah, I'd say covering a ton of water, fishing streamers and dialing in your game, spending time on the waters probably just the biggest thing though sure and now i i know that it's easier to catch fish or trout certain times of the year yep but just a few days ago (laughs) you caught one that was what 22 inches 22 yeah one was that january third or something yeah third or fourth (laughs) yeah i i mean i i love winter fishing i think there's definitely maybe a window in like early january when there's like you know maybe the big fish are eating or sure I don't know. I think it's more random, but I've caught, yeah, a number of nice ones early January and kind of throughout the winter too. Sure. And streamers again. Streamers again. One of the, Which one of those three flies? That was on the, on the sex dungeon. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Man. Yeah. Crazy. They're so, they're so cool when they get that big. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, and I saw that fish eat too, which was really cool. So yeah. That's awesome. Well, sweet. Yeah. I'm going to have to get out i haven't been out trout fishing yet i've been out on the ice quite a bit but uh yeah i gotta just gotta wait for a warm enough day my hands get so cold and yeah i don't know if i got circulation issues or something <laughs> i i feel you man my, my toes that's yeah me. today mm-hmm. would have actually been an awesome day i i went for a little bit at lunch like 10 minutes but yeah i was like 39 and stuff yep. was melting and sweet yeah. yeah it's anytime you can get above freezing even a few degrees with the sun out it's a game changer just oh, yeah. to keep you warm yeah Cool. Well, we're getting kind of towards the end of it here. Uh, one thing I like to ask all my guests is, can you tell me about a time when you were outdoors when time was standing still? I would say 
the one that always sticks out to me is my, my first fish over 20 inch. Um, again, kind of like we talked about earlier, it's just that kind of pinnacle that you're shooting for. Yeah. And, um, by that time, I think I'd been, it was probably three, four years of like fishing and like the last two fishing pretty hard. But, um, I was fishing with one of my, one of my good buddies from Winona state, Jack. And, uh, we were, we were quite a ways, we were again, pretty far upstream in this kind of more headwaters area, this Creek. And we were, um, fishing a pool and in the back end of the pool we saw this fish sitting in the back there with another fish t-bone in its mouth we're like what is that like is that is that real um so we were watching i'm like oh my gosh that that is that's like that's a 20 inch fish like that's huge um and uh yeah maybe a couple minutes into just kind of sitting there watching it the fish in its mouth swam out it got away <laughs> the big one kind of chased after it a little bit and like gave up and it like sat there so I like took the fly off my uh, um, my rod guide or whatever, and and like pitched at him, made a couple twitches, and he came out and crushed it. Jeez. And yeah, I was beside myself again. You know, time st- stood still in that moment for sure. And you know, we netted it, and it was like I think it was twenty and a half, um, but just like a crazy experience. It was like it was like noon, you know, right. high sun, like <laughs> not when they're supposed to eat. Not when they're supposed to eat. So that was that was definitely wow. a moment that time stood still. How big was that fish that 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 one had been eating? I I mean it wasn't small, probably six eight inches. Wow! So there yeah, you go. You and I've, I've only ever seen that. I I saw it one other time when another fish was like t-bone in another fish's mouth, and yep. I caught that one too. <laughs> but yeah, it's crazy. I caught one once that uh, that had a fish fish's tail sticking out of its mouth yep and even that fish i caught wasn't very big i think it was probably 15 inches <laughs> but it's crazy what they'll what they'll do to each other yeah they're they're carnivores that's, that's crazy sure. yeah. that's that's a neat time it Your is first fish over 20 it yeah that's cool yeah man can i share one more too yeah you bet yeah You're, so yeah ahead. we were uh we were in colorado like the first week of uh, the guiding season i don't think we'd even taken a trip out yet but there was there was seven of us fishing for one of my buddy's birthdays together um and uh we had a, a girl come floating down the river face down um and uh we pulled her out of the river and like had to do cpr and um got like the ambulance and everything wow. and time stood still and yeah we I, I I was the one that went out and like grabbed her and kind of pulled her in and you know a couple of other people did CPR. One person ran up and like was waving down cars and yeah, that was that's rough, pretty man. crazy. It uh, I remember talking with you after that had happened and you you know you're kind of asking me if you had done things right and you know from the sounds of it, it sounded like you guys did everything you could do. Um, yeah, just a freak scenario never plan for something like that but it sounded like all of you you know were on your game pretty much and did yeah. what you needed to do to try to save this gal's life yeah and i you know i think in that like it's really important to if you're spending a ton of time outdoors like you know having your cpr or like taking the wilderness first aid or something like that um for for our guiding company like we all had the bcpr certified and sure we we actually had a, we had a nurse in the group we had a firefighter in the group um, so we had resources like you know the firefighter guy knew the CPR like better than anyone else sure. was like instructing us like best way to kind of have her on the ground honestly like yep. stuff like that and you know 
Yeah. Man, that's tough. That's uh never know what's gonna happen. No, definitely. Yeah, and it's good that I mean you weren't alone and Yeah. That that'd too. be a lot freakier. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Ugh. Nuts. You hope never hope the nothing like that ever happens again to you. And if it does that, you know, it's good to learn from that kind of stuff. It's a sucky scenario to learn from, but it sounds like, uh, you learned a little bit and yeah, hopefully never like nothing, never like that ever happens again. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Well, um, last, last segment here. And on a happy note and let's end on a happy note. (laughs) Yeah. Is my, this or that section. I know you're a, you're a listener of the podcast here. So yeah. Yeah. I didn't give you any preparation on this one, so we'll we'll brace them. Series of ten questions, this or that, whatever you like, whatever sounds better first. All right. And I know you decently well, so I think some of these are going to be a little tough. Okay. All right. Okay. So waiters or wet waiting? Wet waiting. And you're a guy who's who even wet wades in the winter. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's sometimes it's more convenient. <laughs> Definitely more comfortable. Yeah. If you're, if you're moving, like if you're, again, if you're covering a ton of water, ripping streamers and it's, I mean, even if it's like 25 out and you're moving, you're fine. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Wet waiting. There we go. Something we don't fish too much. Dry fly or a nymph? Dry fly. Grouse or roosters? Rooster. I really want to shoot a grouse. I haven't shot one yet. It might take roosters if I ever do, but. Yeah it's it's definitely it's fun it's different hunting but it's fun yeah i i really get a kick out of chasing roosters too oh yeah yeah the sex dungeon or the frick's fix frick's fix <laughs> the original <laughs> the original yep driftless or the west driftless changers or the buford buford what about if we're fishing for muskies same thing same answer yeah all right yeah i've got most of mine on that because i know I know we I, we had talked a little bit before we hopped on here about um, you were you were catching trout on one stream out or one river I guess out west on Buford yeah which is a little unorthodox yeah it again right time but it worked place. it worked great <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy what about climbing or snowboarding snowboarding really yeah I didn't expect that one all right drone or camera uh camera probably have more fun with the drone but camera overall okay yeah and i had i had a little help from our our mutual friend raj on this one okay in on movies climbing movies yep. free solo or maru maru yeah all right man well cool that's that that's uh that's it i really appreciate it we'll have to get out this year maybe this winter we'll throw some loops and get on some fish yeah looking forward to it buddy all right man thanks again take it easy you too